0: We're going to lean on the draft wire part of things here with our next guest. Uh, I am very excited to to bring this guy on. He is uh, one of my best friends in the business. He actually hired me once upon a time for if you remember draft breakdown, the old website where you could uh, you could watch clips of different players. They were isolated, so you didn't have to watch the entire game. You could just watch the clips of the players doing the thing. This was a guy that created that. Uh, he has moved on since then to do bigger and better things. And he he's a Bears fan. And he now runs a fantastic Bears site. And I'm going to cater a little bit to the people that are here in West Michigan uh, because there are a lot of you Bears fans out here. Uh, Brian Perez, Brian, it is good to be with you. Thanks for joining me here on the huge show.
1: Jeff, it's my pleasure, man. I couldn't think of a better way to spend a uh, summer. Wednesday afternoon, and speaking with you, with little Bears-Lions conversation, getting ready for the season, man. It's
0: my yeah. pleasure. Awesome. So you run the the Bears Talk. Uh, it's it's both a website and a podcast. Uh, just talk a little bit about what you've got going on there um, and, and where people can find that uh, before we get into it here.
1: Yeah, first, I apologize for the, the timing of the helicopter flying overhead. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the website is BearsTalk.com. It's, uh, it's a passion project that I decided to launch after you know, several years of covering the Chicago Bears for outlets like USA Today and NBC Sports Chicago. I just figured now is the time to uh get back into having my own digital property like you referenced before with draft breakdown. So Bears Talk is, is uh is a you know one part passion project, another part just bringing uh the best possible content to Chicago Bears fans and maybe some some of those uh fans are like you said in, in that Michigan Detroit area too, you never know. So yeah. uh it's just gonna blast it. <laughs>
0: so you are an unabashed bears fan but you are not necessarily so brian and i go way back here folks um i I would say that he's a very enthusiastic fan this is this is a time where you're probably feeling a little bit better about your team just your general state of where the chicago bears are at as we they enter training camp i believe they started yesterday or today um where where your head is about the bears in general
1: well, I think it all starts with the quarterback, right? The optimism that Bears fans feel right now, even after having a season where the team finished with the number one overall pick, which goes to show how bad the year was, it's still a very uh, strong, overwhelming feeling of optimism because of the quarterback. And look, it's well-documented the Chicago Bears are the only team in the NFL that's never had a 4,000-yard passer. they just have never been able to get that position right. But it feels like finally that's going to change with Justin Fields. And with that expectation of him taking that big leap here in year three, second season with the same offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, getting guys like DJ Moore and hopefully a committed and healthy Chase Claypool, new right tackle and Darnell Wright. All signs are pointing to the offense finally reaching that modern era level. And then Matt Eberfuss being a defensive-minded head coach with some, still some pretty good players on that defense. Bears fans are optimistic, cautiously optimistic. I mean, it's not like Bears fans are thinking that Chicago is going to go from worst to first in the NFC North. But Jeff, as you and the Lions fans out there know, this NFC North is is up for grabs. Aaron Rodgers is gone, which means it's literally anyone's division now. And why not the Bears? I think the Bears fans are having that perspective entering the season, saying, "Why not us?" There is a chance Chicago could have the best quarterback in the division. And if you have the best quarterback in the division, you have a chance to win that division every year.
0: All right. You probably just caused some traffic accidents here in Michigan, saying that Justin Fields would be the best quarterback in in the (laughs) the NFC North. And uh, so uh, you know this, and and people who follow me from the draft know this. I was a very big Justin Fields advocate from him coming out in the draft. But we have not seen him be the passing um, – He's not. he just hasn't thrown the ball well. How much of that do you put on Fields, and how much of that do you put on a, a supporting cast of last year? And I've, I've said this on the stairways, where I'll say it again. Tom Kennedy, who was on the Detroit Lions practice squad, would have been wide receiver one for Chicago last year, and they didn't have a single offensive lineman playing at the end of the season that would be on the Lions roster, period. How much does Fields take um, uh, take responsibility for not being that guy, and how much of the supporting cast do you do you place that blame on? I
1: uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you gotta go all the way back to his rookie season when Matt Nagy was charged with that critical first year development and Matt Nagy proved during his time with Mitch Trubisky for whatever Trubisky was worth that he really couldn't get it right with him and Nagy was pretty much exposed uh for not being the offensive guru everyone thought he was when you don't have Patrick Mahomes executing the plays, right? Um so he different. was hampered by that he was hampered by that and his first year, and then last year, like you said, Jeff, I mean, the wide receivers he was throwing to were Dante Pettis and Aquanimous St. Brown and Velas Jones, who was the butt of every joke after last year's NFL draft, and, and Simba Webster, and guys, I can't even remember catching passes toward the end of the year, which, what did Justin Fields show NFL fans and Bears fans? Even with that supporting cast, he was going to find a way to score points and move the ball. And he had one of the most dynamic rushing seasons in the history of the league for a quarterback. He would have broken Lamar Jackson's record had he played that last game. So, sure, the passing was not where Bears fans, NFL fans, draft guys like you and me would have expected him to be right where he, where he should be at right now. But the it was a new offense, second year in the league, second system, that he's learning a completely revamped wide receiver core from last year to this year the number one receiver at the end of last year was dante pettis he's probably not even going to make the team this year so that's the difference in skill that's been elevated around him and i think i go going back to the rushing point jeff a lot of people say oh he's a he's a runner he's not a throw he's
0: a running back a running playing quarterback.
1: quarterback exactly but what people fail to realize is is Justin Fields is a playmaker. He's been a playmaker since he was in high school. He's a playmaker at Ohio State. He's a playmaker now in the NFL. And playmakers, what do they do? They find a way to make plays, even if the supporting cast around them is terrible. The Bears traded for Chase Claypool last year at the trade deadline because Justin Fields actually went on a heater, and they were winning games despite having no one for him to throw to. Yes, he was doing it with his legs. But points are points in the NFL, right, Jeff? And he was scoring points for the Bears. They were at around 30 points a game for a stretch last year without him having the weapons that he now has. Look, this season, no more excuses, right? This interview next year, this time, if Justin Fields is still throwing for 2,400 yards and 12 touchdowns, now the excuses have run out because DJ Moore is a recognized top-tier player. Darnell Mooney slides back into his where he should be at a number two guy. Chase Claypool, a hit-or-miss downfield guy, you never know what you're going to get with him. But Justin Fields should make it work with those guys. There's no more excuses. And I don't think any Bears fan or people inside a house hall, I don't think anybody has any concern. Because if there was, Jeff, Bryce Young will be the quarterback of the Bears right now. It wouldn't be Justin Fields. Yeah, they had the So chance. there's no concerns about that.
0: Yeah, they, they had their chance to to get out if they wanted and they clearly uh they they clearly believe in Fields. We're talking with Brian Perez from uh, the Bears Talk, uh good old friend of mine here, uh, on the Huge Show. Uh you're running back from last year, David Montgomery is now in Detroit. What can Lions fans expect to get from David Montgomery?
1: Listen, that that was the most painful part of this offseason was losing him. Uh, I think the biggest fear that Bears fans have is that David Montgomery will do to the Bears twice a year what he's traditionally done to the Lions twice a year and that's a hard-nosed, tough running between the tackles runner who has a lot more wiggle than people realize he runs at that low center of gravity I, you know, if you go back Jeff, you and I like throwing old school names around if any of your listeners remember the old school Jamal Anderson from the Atlanta Falcons oh, the Dirty Birds He's a a Jamal Anderson light in terms of his style. And I think what's going to happen is now that he has an actual professional offensive line that he's running behind, and now that he has a play caller who will know how to utilize his skill set, I don't think David Montgomery's even scratched the surface in terms of what kind of back he can be in the league. I had him in that draft class with a higher grade than Josh Jacobs, and I think he could end up having – a 1,200-yard 10-12 to touchdown season, even with Jameer Gibbs there doing what he's going to do this year. So I think uh, Lions fans should be very excited. You're talking about a 25-year-old running back who has never been utilized by Chicago the way he is supposed to be. He is a traditional, big-bodied, 20-plus carry-a-game running back that Matt Nagy would go literally quarters, and that's not an exaggeration, like quarters without giving him the ball. So, uh, you know, Lions fans should be excited. They, got, they have a really exciting one-two punch lining up for them this year.
0: Good, good. That's, that's good to hear. And I, I will say, you bring up the Jamal Anderson thing, one of the things that I noted in seeing David Montgomery in person was how hard he can plant his foot and explode out of it. That was unexpected because you didn't really see that at, with with the Bears so much. But as you noted, Brian, uh, that's probably some coaching uh, issues that, that went along. 100%. With it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so what have they done to replace him in Chicago?
1: So they added Deonta Foreman, who I think is a sneaky, you know, the draft Knicks back in the day, 2017 draft. Remember him as a 2,000 yard back from Texas, who has been dealt with one bad injury after another in his early run of his career. Last year with Carolina, finally gets a chance to be the quote unquote guy after Christian McCaffrey gets traded. He was really good, like really productive. Yeah, really oh, Lions fans yards. know that very
0: well. He ran for over 200 yeah. against us.
1: <laughs> he was He's a good player, and you know, as well as anybody, Jeff, he's a big body, light feet, um, better burst than you would think. He's the kind of guy, he'll be able to replace David Montgomery for what the Bears used David Montgomery for last year and in seasons past, and they drafted Roshan Johnson, B. John Robinson's backup, basically, in the fourth round of this year's draft. Roshan is... Uh, he's already considered, he's he, big, the, <laughs> he's a big dude. He runs hard. He's a good pass blocker, which is where Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman struggle a little bit. And the bears like love this guy the day he was drafted day three. And like I said, Jeff, you and I go way back in the draft world. I mean, do you remember ever scouts and front office guys talking about a fourth round pick as quote, a potential pillar of the organization? That's what they were saying about Roshan Johnson after they drafted him. So it's going to be a legitimate three-headed monster at least to start training camp. The Bears are calling it a reps chart, not a depth chart. So it's going to be interesting to monitor how that, like that shakes out. But you know what? At the end of the day, Khalil Herbert, he averaged 5.7 yards a carry last year. That dude can run. Deonta Foreman, good player. Roshan Johnson, He's coming into league with all the skills you need to be a legitimate three down back. So I think the Bears will be fine at running back. And when you add Justin Fields to the mix and that extra half a second, those linebackers and safeties are gonna to have to wait to make sure Justin Fields doesn't have the ball, that's gonna give guys like Herbert and Foreman and Roshan a better chance to make plays.
0: Yeah, I, I was a big Roshan Johnson fan. Uh, he was out at the Senior Bowl last year, and he he broke his hand in the first practice, uh, and finished that practice, and actually still caught the ball even though he had a broken hand. That was pretty darn impressive. And he is a big dude. He is every bit of I think it's 235 pounds. He's uh,
1: yeah, he's and his leadership and his work ethic, character guy. He was you know already uh, making a name for himself at rookie minicamp in May. When they're after an position meeting or offensive meeting, everybody leaves the room, and Roshan Johnson's the guy hanging around cleaning up all the empty water bottles when nobody's watching, nobody's looking, nobody's telling these guys to do this stuff. Those little things, those little acts of leadership, is what I think is, has the Bears really excited about him. To be honest, I look at him, you know, he's got to prove it on the field. There are times, Jeff. I watch his film. I say, "Is this like, is he more Latavius Murray, you know, than Demarco Murray?" Like, we okay. don't know exactly what version he'll be. He's that long, tall, power back. Some guys hit. Some of those guys wash out of the league really quick. You hope the work ethic guy can last. We'll see when the bullets fly for real.
0: Talking to Brian Perez from the Bears. Talk. We're gonna we're mixing it up a little bit here on the Huge Show today, um, catering some more to the the West Michigan crowd here um, as we come at you live on the Huge Show uh brian i want to i want to get your impression from a bears point of view about the detroit lions like the, obviously the, the lions finished the year eight and two they, they they have all this national buzz what is your takeaway from a bears perspective on, on like is, is it should should lions fans be this excited about where we are should we be thinking division title and and visions of hosting a playoff game for the very first time in our or are you going to be a little more skeptical about it
1: You know what, I think it's the Bears view the Lions, the Bears fans view the Lions the same way Lions fans probably view the Bears, whereas you really can't believe it until you see it, right? Like, the Lions have such a long history of frustration, disappointment, letdown, losing seasons, just like the Bears. Long seasons of those. So if the Bears were coming into the year favored to win the North, favored to be a playoff team, maybe even a dark horse in the NFC, Lions fans would have a hard time buying that narrative because we know those Bears. It's the same old Bears. It is what it is. And Bears fans, I think, are discounting the Lions a little bit too much because of what's happened in the past. It's like the old scouting term we throw around all the time, Jeff. You don't scout the helmet. You scout the player. Absolutely. You don't want to look at the Detroit Lions and say, yeah, it's the Lions. They're not going to make noise. It's the same old Lions. Well, not really. Not with Dan Campbell. Jared Goff has always been an underrated quarterback. They have the skill weapons in the backfield now. One of the best offensive lines in the league. A defense that is young, up and coming, can be ferocious. I don't know, but I mean, it sounds like a team that's going to win a lot of games, despite the fact that it's got the, you know, the Honolulu blue and the Lions helmet on. It sounds to me like a team that's going to win a lot of games, but Bears fans are always going to be, you know, they're always going to be guarded against thinking the Lions are going to suddenly be the NFC North supreme being. You know, it's it's yeah. a hard reality in a post Aaron Rodgers life in the NFC North when this time every year all your Lions fans who are listening right now, maybe the few Bears fans who are tuning in, we're always used to it's an Aaron Rodgers division until someone knocks off Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are the favorite no matter what. That's not the case anymore. In fact, the Packers are probably fourth in preseason NFC North projections with The Vikings and Lions jockeying for that number one spot, so we'll see. Pressure's on, right, Jeff? The one thing we will find out about the Lions is can they live up to the hype? Yeah. I, you know, I don't think the Lions are used to starting a season as the leader in the clubhouse in the division.
0: So it, it's, gonna it's been a very really long. It's battle. been a very long time since we can say that. So I, I want to talk. I want to ask you, Brian, uh, Brian Perez from the Bears, talk here. Uh, Let's talk about the Packers for a little bit because uh, Bears fans and Lions fans have a mutual hatred for uh, the people in Wisconsin and and uh, number twelve in particular, who's now gone. What do you think is going to happen with Jordan Love? Uh, I have my take on it. I have uh, largely based on on what I saw from him at Utah State in, in the draft world, but uh, it can't work, can it? it can, they can't hit three in a row, right?
1: It, it's not going to, I mean, he. the Packers are going to experience the, the window that Bears fans experience with Mitch Trubisky. Because Jordan okay. Love is essentially Mitch Trubisky wearing green and gold. He is not going, and I mean the bad Mitch Trubisky. I don't mean the 2018 Matt Nagy calling Santa's sleigh in the back of the end zone. And those, those garbage plays actually worked. <laughs> I'm talking like the real Mitch Trubisky, who is now a journeyman, Mark Sanchez, like backup quarterback, which is what he should have always been projected as coming out of North Carolina. Jordan Love to me was never a first round quarterback. I never saw it on film. He lived off of one good junior season. And for as great as Aaron Rodgers is, if you are the dude, if you are showing in practice that you are the dude, you will do to Aaron Rodgers what Aaron Rodgers did to Brett Favre. You will push them out a little, a year or two earlier then they probably should go. And he was never able to do that while he was in Green Bay. And when he did get his limited chances to play, he did not look like anything more than your standard run-of-the-mill backup quarterback. So I think the Packers, 30 years, Jeff, 30 years in a oh, row. it a long time. All of fame quarterback play. That will not extend anymore. They're going to be back in the market for a quarterback in next year's draft. I think Bears and Lions fans should really hope – that the Packers are like a middling mid-level team maybe they squeeze out seven wins so they're not picking in that top 10 they're not suddenly in the Caleb Williams hunt because we don't want to just have one year with no Hall of Fame level quarterback on the roster Darn straight. they got to start their stretch they got to start their they got to experience what Lions and Vikings and Bears fans have experienced and you know swing and miss on a few guys before they land that next QB
0: uh, your, your lips to everybody's ears here on the huge show now. As Brian Perez, um, Bears guy, draft guy, but he's uh, he's spreading good tidings with anti-Packers sentiment. And that that's certainly something that all of us in the state of Michigan want to hear. Uh, Brian, uh, real quick, uh, your projection for where the Bears wind up win wise. I know I know it's early. I'm not going to hold you to it, but like as training camp starts, what are you thinking for their win range total?
1: So I think the Bears have a chance to shock a lot of people, get into the double-digit win territory. But, you know, know, here's the thing, though, right, Jeff? So I put on Twitter the other day, and it was amazing, the vitriol that came back from the Lions and Packers and Vikings fans, where I said, I could see the Bears winning 11 games. And I think when you make a statement like that, fans are still getting used to the 17-game schedule. So, like back in the day, 11 and 5, like you're competing for a bye in the first round, yeah. right? 12 and 4. 11 and 6 is now like the new 10 and 6. And if I said a team was going to go 10 and 6 a couple of years ago, that's a good wild card level, maybe compete for the division type of year. That's the new 11 and 6. I could see the Bears having an 11 and 6 type of finish if everything goes well, if all the offensive pieces click and Justin Fields takes that year three leap. 11 and 6 should be the expectation with what they've invested in the offense, what they've invested in the quarterback, and the expectations for a top, basically top 10 first-round quarterback in year three, 11-6 should be the expectation. So I could see it happening. I could see the NFC North coming down to a really exciting race in December where the Lions and Vikings and Bears are all within a couple of games of each other. And, you know, it could be a really exciting holiday season, depending on how you do it.
0: Brian Perez. Eternal Optimist. That's one of the reasons why I love <laughs> you, buddy. Uh, tell people where they can find you and where they can listen to you.
1: For sure, man. Uh, on Twitter or whatever X, whatever it's called now. I do I, mean, I can't keep track of it. <laughs> I can't keep track of this you stuff can't anymore. Either. You know, we got too people, old for this. Know, stuff. In, in the span of a week, we got threads and now there's no more bird and there's X. I don't know what's <laughs> going on anymore. But on um, whatever that site is, it's at Brian Perez NFL and at the Bears Talk. And uh, also if you are if you Bears fans, if you're out there uh, bears talk.com. We just uh, launched a new NFL mock draft simulator on the site. So Ooh. come on over and play around with that. And I also have uh, a fun little social network that we're building uh, at community.bears talk.com to kind of, you know, get those Packers and Vikings in. Maybe we'll let some Lions fans like you in, Jeff, and Jeff. <laughs> well, I appreciate that.
0: And I will say, you know, I, I live on the west coast of, of Michigan. and There are a lot of Bears fans here. So uh, you, you are not speaking to just a handful. There, there's a lot. They're, they're starting to come out of the closet a little bit, too. They're getting a little bit more bold. They're, they're starting to feel what you are. That my, my personal take is that the Bears are a year behind where the Lions are. Um, this is their season to take the step from being last place and also Rams for a while into being competitive and maybe not making the playoffs, but at least scaring some teams. I think that's where the Bears are, and i uh, i I still think I still think the Lions are better, uh, and I'm going to hold hold on to that.
1: Oh no, Rod! Hey, listen, you're right, Jeff. Uh, top to bottom, Lions are better. But I always say, and I will always say, you bet on the quarterback. And if I'm going Justin Fields with Jared Goff, when it all matters most. You know you know who I'm taking, Jeff. <laughs> I, good I good do. Hard. And also for all the Bears fans out there, you can head over to YouTube, at the Bears Talk, our podcast, video channel, everything's on there, too. we got to make sure I throw that in. All
0: right, Brian. Brian Perez, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the college scouting trail, if not uh, in Indianapolis next summer or f- winter.
1: You got it, Jeff. Anytime, man. I appreciate it. Right. On.